Living close to our faith. Unhappiness is inevitable in life, but it doesn't have to diminish our faith in God's goodness. By understanding the nature of unhappiness, recognizing the role of faith in difficult times, and implementing practical tips, we can keep our faith strong, even when life's challenges seem insurmountable. Unhappiness may be a thread, but faith in God's goodness is the sturdy fabric that holds it together. Embrace your faith, let it guide you through the storms, knowing that God's plan is ultimately one of love and purpose. The study conducted by Sethi and Seligman, Optimism and Fundamentalism, sheds light on the fascinating relationship between optimism, fundamentalism, among various religious groups. The findings reveal a compelling connection with fundamentalist individuals displaying significantly higher levels of optimism compared to their moderate and liberal counterparts. This optimism disparity was evident not only in self-reported questionnaires, but also in a meticulous analysis of sermons and liturgy from the different religious groups. The study encompassed a diverse range of perspectives representing fundamentalist, moderate, and liberal viewpoints within the Christian faith. Fundamentalist individuals emerged as notably more optimistic, a trend that cascaded through the spectrum to modern religions who in turn surpassed liberals in levels of optimism. The parallel pattern observed in the content of religious services further supported these findings. So when we live close to our faith, we're more optimistic. And that's a good thing. Psychology has studied this and the psychologists are telling us, and I don't believe they're Christian. And they acknowledge it. They say, wow, these born again Christians that take their faith serious and believe the Bible and live accordingly, they're the most optimistic. Regression analysis conducted by the researchers delve deeper into the factors contributing to the heightened optimism within fundamentalist circles. The study suggested that the increased optimism of fundamentalist individuals could be attributed to the greater sense of hope and daily influence fostered by fundamentalism. Additionally, the religious services they engaged in played a significant role in cultivating and reinforcement this optimistic outlook. So go to church and get your praise on. It works. Optimism in psychological terms is the general expectation that good things will happen or that outcomes will be favorable. And we know that as Christians. We know that eventually it's going to turn out good. And we're only here temporarily and we're citizens of heaven. It's a positive outlook on life that involves anticipating positive events, even in the face of challenges. When Christians actively live out their faith, embracing the tenets of hope, faith, and love, it can significantly contribute to increased optimism in their lives. So our hope is in him, our eyes are locked on him. And regardless of what's happening, that is our hope and our optimism. Living one's faith often involves cultivating a sense of hope, a fundamental aspect of Christian belief. The Christian narrative is grounded in hope, hope for redemption, salvation, and a purpose beyond worldly circumstances. The Bible talks a lot about hope. Just do a word study, hope, 
because people want to say, oh, I have faith. I don't need hope. I don't understand that because when I read the Bible, I, I hear Paul talking about hope and hope may give not deferred because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's scriptures on hope. So how can you say hope isn't important? You're discounting the word of God. And those are those moments when I want to say to people, are you really reading the word of God? Are you in it every day? Because every time I read it, I'm like, oh, it, we wouldn't be having these, these arguments or we wouldn't be saying what we're saying um, if we were in the word, because we'd be reading it and we'd be saying, oh, whoa, we'd be, our, our head would be on straight. And then our, what we would say would be in line. So we really need to read the word of God, read it like a book. This inherent hope becomes a guiding force influencing believers to approach life with optimism, trusting that there's a divine purpose and plan unfolding, even amongst difficulties. So Romans 8 comes to mind. That is a great chapter to read to uh, remind us that everything's working for good. That he, you know, there have been times when I just get so disappointed and I'm like, look at that. It's something that happened in the natural towards one of my goals. Um, that I really believe God has called me. And I'm like, look at that. That's like a left hook towards the plan. It's just destabilizing. He's like, no, no. And, you know, all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Just praise me. Just thank me. And I have to stand on the word in faith. And I have to do it with hope. I'm like, okay, my hope is in you that you are unfolding. I'm taking one step at a time. So don't look at the natural, you know, don't look at things that are happening. Look at the word of God. That's what gives us optimism. Faith provides Christians with a unique perspective that can bolster optimism. Trusting in a higher power and surrendering to a divine plan can alleviate the burden of uncertainty. We know. This sense of assurance fosters resilience and a positive mindset, enabling individuals to navigate challenges with the belief that difficulties are transient and part of a broader narrative leading towards goodness. The Christian emphasis on love and community also plays a crucial role. Engaging in acts of kindness, compassion, fostering strong communal bonds contribute to a sense of fulfillment and connection. These positive interactions in a supportive community can serve as a buffer against life's hardships, nurturing an optimistic outlook. The relationship between optimism and happiness is profound. Optimistic individuals tend to experience increased life satisfaction, cope more effectively with stress, and maintain better mental health. The hope and positivity cultivated through Christian living can therefore directly contribute to an overall sense of happiness. So we're going to cope better with stress and have better mental health the more we live out our faith and are optimistic. That's what this study showed. That is profound. When Christians actively live out their faith, they embody a set of values that go beyond individual well-being. The acts of kindness, compassion, and hopefulness that stem from Christian principles not only benefit the individual, but also create a ripple effect within their communities. This communal aspect further reinforces the link between Christian living, optimism, and happiness. Hope, faith, and love interweave to form the fabric of optimism 
There echoes a timeless passage from the Bible, a beacon of inspiration for those seeking a path illuminated by divine guidance. That's us. Philippians 4.13, the Apostle Paul declares, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. These words encapsulate the essence of Christian optimism, a profound acknowledgement of reliance on a higher power, a source of strength that transcends earthly limitation. As Christians navigate the journey of faith, this verse serves as a reminder. Optimism is not merely a product of personal effort, but an outpouring of the divine grace that empowers believers to face challenges with unwavering confidence. In every step taken, in every act of kindness, in the embrace of hope, the promise of Philippians 4.13 resonates, a testament to the transformative power of living out one's faith. May this scripture be our guiding light. So Philippians 4.13 made echo in our hearts, anchoring in certainty that with Christ, the journey of faith is a journey of boundless optimism and unshakable strength. Optimism infused with hate, hope, faith, and love is a natural byproduct of Christians earnestly living out their faith. So is that what people see? People in our lives that are the closest to us, are they seeing our hope, faith, and love? Or are they hearing us talk about that? Where do we start with that? You know, this study is saying that when you live your faith, and we can't live it without reading the word of God, because Joshua 1.8 says you have to be in the word to observe to do everything written therein you have to meditate on it constantly so we need to put in check the time that we're spending streaming video gaming um, texting all of this and put it in its place and give priority to the word of god so we're going to continue talking about optimism. It's a really big subject. Um, what is our outlook in life? Do we have hope? Because when we lose hope, that's when people are most at risk of ending their lives. It's actually on mental health assessments for suicide. Uh, people who say, I want to die, I want to kill myself, and there goes the therapist to do the assessment. They evaluate levels of hope. And what Martin Seligman found in his research was that when we're living close to our faith, when it's truly genuine, when we've repented from our sin, and we're walking close with God, we have hope. And hope is so integral. Optimism. So is this the fruit that people are seeing? Because this isn't fake it till you make it. Um, and reflect on that and just be honest with yourself. And boy, you have to be pretty secure to ask people and, you know, close to you and say, what, what level do you see my hope, faith, and love? What level do you hear optimism? Because people reflect back to me some of the things that I say. I'm like, did I really say that? That was pretty pessimistic. I'm... I'm pretty optimistic and I teach on happiness. And so when I hear them reflect, I appreciate that because I can hear myself and then I have to really think and pray about it. What was that about? Uh, and how can I rewire that? How can I reframe that? How can I work on that? Because that's what my mind is defaulting to when it gets tough. Ooh, I never thought of that. It's just being honest with ourselves and 
So I think we can all improve in these areas and it's like exercise. I mean, if you're in the best shape that a human being can be in, I mean, who is? And if you are, great. No, same principle applies spiritually, same principle applies mentally. I don't know of a superhuman. Um, and it's not that we have to be perfect in these areas, but we want to find a flow where we're peaceful in our lives. We're peaceful with our maker. Um, and I talk about the lady I met on the Metro in LA. I was in downtown and I looked at her and I said, I like your hat. Her hat said John 316. I did not expect for her to open up to me. And she just looked at me and she was glowing. And she said, there are those of us who have realized and have come from the depth of our sin and repented and made our lives right with Jesus. So she had some kind of foundation of faith and knowing God and fell away and went into sin, deep sin. She was like the depths of darkness, trust me from this woman. And I'm just looking at her because she's glowing and we're in the roughest part of town. And I'm like, whoa, she's had a rough life and she's being so real. And I just was so moved by that. That's what God is looking for, that genuineness. And, and she loves Jesus and she's repented and she's not playing games and she's not saying, oh, I'm saved by his grace. I can live how I want what is that about? She's connected with him. And there was this natural flow where it just came out of her. And all I said is, I like your hat. And she said, yeah, let me tell you about it. So, so what is your witnessing tool to other people? You know, it's, it's not, I'm going to go witnessing. I'm going to plan this out. She didn't plan that out. She was wearing something that signaled and it was a conversation starter. So Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you that we're working on our hope, faith, and love, being in you, being in your word, obeying you. And may we have a signal to people. May they see it in us. Where if we're wearing a John 316 hat, they can see the glow and they're hearing our story and they're so moved by the genuineness of it because that's how we're living our lives. Help us, help us, forgive us, have mercy on us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.